KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday, a wonderful day in the middle of the country. Welcome aboard to University of KMOX. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, two full hours today, talking about all things about your home, buildings, comfort, safety, even health, because buildings either advance and improve our health or not so that's a very important thing as we go through the winter here and uh, days get a little colder and colder and colder although i have it on good authority tomorrow's gonna be a pretty nice day home improvement to topic today uh 314-436-7900 is the phone number put us together 314-436-7900 toll free anywhere on the globe 800-925-1120 800-925-1120 i know tomorrow will be probably a good day to get out and about uh sundays are always fun in the middle of the country and thank you and welcome to everybody from indiana illinois missouri iowa all the places that call camwex home 314-436-7900 puts, puts us together 800-925-1120 this is the home improvement show questions and answers two hours of sharing our best ideas products methods experiences successes and failures i'm uh, certainly a uh, student of success and failure i have learned a lot from all the many mistakes people say where did you learn all this stuff to answer these questions on KMOX? Think of me as your accelerated mistake generator. 314-436-7900. I am and indeed your research and development staff. If you are a home uh, do-it-yourselfer and you're embarking on a project around home, perhaps you're a new homeowner or experienced and you just have that doorknob and it's just not right, and it's just too small a project to call somebody, and you want to just pull out the screwdriver and get at it yourself, that's today's topic. We are here for you. I am here for you. Bosco is my little pet gerbil. Little guy runs around on a treadmill generating electricity to broadcast this show, and we have 50,000 watts from our tower in Illinois broadcasting a long way uh, lots of things uh, I've been here now something like 23 years my name is Scott Mosby I own and operate a design build construction company we are licensed architects as well as a full construction company which means we do design build uh, and in the business explanation of who we are how we do it and why it matters um, we are vertically integrated which means we literally have uh, just a ton of trades as employees of Mosby Building Arts we have licensed plumbers we have licensed electricians we are licensed in the state and the county to perform that work uh, we have carpenters finished carpenters cabinet makers we have a painting crew uh, we have uh, a certified kitchen and bath designers drafters everything it takes to get a project done so all those do-it-yourself questions and answers and those stories about remodeling 
They're all true. That's why we're built that way at Mosby Building Arts, because we have all those things. Uh, all the services it takes to build something, design it, uh, run into problems, and then consult again with the designer, the structural people, and then get it done very quickly and expediently. You know, that's what it, that's a fun way to build stuff, both for our clients and for us alike. Now, we spend a lot of time in the planning stage. That's just uh, why I'm here, primarily here, uh, just explaining that it's kind of like taking a test as a student when years ago. The more you study for the test, the more fun that event is. The less you prepare, the more anguish and failure exists in that. So, you know, the old adage, failure to plan is planning to fail. Well, it's the same thing in design, build, and construction projects. And as I uh, look around at various other uh, contractors, many of them choose to outsource that or just skip that part um, because it's not really their main strength. Uh, if they partner with somebody really strong in that area, it's a, indeed a, a true design-build partnership. Client winds up with a good thing. Uh, if not, or they're just not smart enough to know, I mean, we as humans, you know, me included, I don't know what I don't know. If I knew what I didn't know, I'd go out and learn it and find out. But so, again, it's whether you are built for uh, avoiding and planning or making your mistakes on paper, as we call it at Mosby. Uh, so planning is really uh, trying out things and exploring color palettes, wood floor finishes, whether that works with the cabinets in a kitchen. Anyway, um, we've been at it for a long time. Mosby Building Arts was founded in 1947 by my dad. Enough of that. Phone lines put us together. The, the point of all of that is I've got a lot of experience that I love sharing with you. This is a way that I honor my father, Sam Mosby, who founded this business, trained me and many of the people at Mosby, and the concepts and the practices and discipline, really, to build things and do it right the first time and stand behind it when we as humans mess up. That's just part of the deal. So, frankly, we are built at Mosby to cover and fix our problems because it occurs. It is. If you think of a construction project, whether a new home, skyscraper, doghouse, hundreds of various processes, including design, goes together in a simple project. Think of it for a complex project. Stuff goes wrong. Schedules get off. How do you get back on schedule? All of that is here for you on the Home Improvement Show. We can talk about this, adjusting the doorknob, adjusting the threshold, making that door leak a little less, maybe getting that window open because tomorrow when the weather warms up and the sun comes out, you may want to open those windows. Ventilate that house. Yep, yeah, get a little bit of the old wintertime blues out of the house and a little bit of that fresh air. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. If you want to learn a little bit more about me and my day job at Mosby Building Arts, um, you're welcome to check the website. It is that name, mosbybuildingarts.com, or for people like me that can't remember that, callmosby.com, like telephone, C-A-L-L mosby.com, M-O-S-B-Y, callmosby.com, or phone numbers, 314-909-1800. Enough of that. Now it's all about you. 
two hours home improvement. Uh, Kim Wicks has invited me and an afternoon and weekend group of at-your-service people to answer questions, educate our community. Together, we're going to figure this out. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX, and I am truly at your service on KMOX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, uh, talking to all the people in Edwardsville, Chesterfield, uh, everywhere you can hear my voice. I just uh, welcome aboard. Let's get the phone lines going here. Bosco, you going? Yeah? Little? <laughs> Boy, that guy's industrious. He is something. Let's get on the phones, fire up, get started, and talk with my friend Deborah. Hey, Deborah. Good morning. Welcome to Camwex. How can I help? Good morning. I have a kitchen sink that's a cast iron sink with an ivory color finish on it, and it's about 11 years old, and the glazing is wearing off. My question is, is it better to try to reglaze the sink or just replace the sink? Uh, replace it. The good news is that's a porcelain finish. So effectively what has happened, Deborah, is the glass surface has been etched or scratched through use. Um, it is a top quality sink. It's one of the quietest ones because of the cast iron material. Uh, it is one of the most resilient. Uh, however, w- what I like to see and what we tend to do at Mosby is buy a grate or a, a uh, at least in the the Kohler line, they typically have a grate that sits in the bottom that keeps those pots and pans from rolling around, scratching that uh, that finish. But cast iron porcelain is is effectively one of the highest quality finishes. But once you scratch it, it's deep. You've literally scratched glass, and it's hard to po- you just can't polish it up and change it. So it's a new sink in my world usually. So is it? And I was thinking that it needed to be refinished because it seems to be cleaned, needs to be cleaned every day. It turns dark now when you pour any dark substance down it until you clean it. Is that... Is that an indication that the glazing has worn off? Yes, usually. The issue here is you really can't reglaze a kitchen sink because reglazing is an epoxy or a urethane paint. And, you know, if you can scratch glass with a porcelain sink, by golly, you will scratch and really deface and and destroy the paint on a kitchen sink. It's just too high traffic, too utilitarian, uh, and that's why I I really advise replacing the sink because finishing it is um, uh, impractical it just it, it just won't last okay well that's good to know it's an odd shaped sink so I'm, I'm concerned I'm not going to be able to find the same shape to fit under the undermount under the granite so yeah well um, uh, if you, how old is your house and do you know where the granite came from I do I the house well the the kitchen was redone about 11 years ago Okay, oftentimes, uh, for example, when we put in granite countertops, we actually either supply the sink to the granite people or they supply the sink and they install it in the shop, carry it out, and install it on top of the cabinets. So if you know where it came from, they may be able to go back through their records and see what the sink is. But uh, if it's an odd shape, it's going to be a, a pretty notable brand name like uh, American Standard. Uh, it's a Kitchen Kohler, a- yes. Yeah, well, hit, hit the Kohler website. Uh, they have 
uh, a ton. If, if you're trying to replace it, uh, that's a place to go. And Kohler.com, you know, I think it's slash US or something like that. But they're pretty good about, you know, if they've got a good design on a sink, they'll keep making it. Good. Okay, good. Okay, well, thank you for your help. Okay, Deborah, take care. Good luck. Thanks, you too. Thank you. I know. Again, uh, kitchen sinks. For me, luxury is simple. The things that I use every day, a kitchen sink, a kitchen faucet, a bathroom faucet, toilets, all those things that I touch and touch me daily, I want that stuff to be really good and I want it to be comfortable and work. So for me, luxury is going to the door, turning the doorknob and the door works the way it's supposed to pulling on the door and the and the weather stripping is properly adjusted that when it's closed it seals the cold air out but it opens freely when i want to get outside and and as it relates to deborah and her sink um kitchen sinks really are one of the most heavily trafficked uh, appliances in the house and that's why it it really matters and if you've ever had a, a couple of different kitchen sinks even in stainless steel there you know you've got what we call the builder grade sinks where if you put a pot in the bottom of the sink the rounded edges come so far in because that sink is stamped out of a piece of stainless steel and the sides have you know they can only have such a bend so they have a very gradual turn well that uses up the space in the bottom of the sink so you may have a 20 inch by 20 inch bowl but you may only be able to use 17 inches of it for that so again when you get in the notable brands like the Kohler's that's when they start paying more attention now your kitchen sink's going to go from $125 to $425 but that's where I put my money frankly I like the things that I use on a very um, uh, daily basis and I'm I'm the I'm the uh, pots and pans cleaner guy my I'm not the best cook in the world by golly I carry and and uh, you know uh, carry the the day in the dish department uh, let's see what's happening with Dave hey Dave good morning welcome to KMOX St. Louis and St. in uh, Saturday how can I help you my friend hello hello Dave are you there yeah hey Did my I put you to sleep is, my friend <laughs> no I, I wasn't sure you were talking to me uh, yeah. My question is, if you put an island in the middle of your kitchen with a sink in it, how do you vent that? Uh, it's called a loop vent, Dave, and uh, it's very highly regulated. There's a lot of uh, physics that go into that. Um, the drain comes up typically from the floor, so it's a vertical pipe. And then instead of a P-trap, it turns into an S-trap. So the pipe turns over and it turns around and goes back down 180 degrees, and the trap occurs after that, and then it goes up to what's called a loop vent l-o-o-p and the top of that or the bottom of that air pipe or vent has to be higher than the highest water line of the sink so typically those loop vents go right up underneath the countertop and then back down into the drain and so the the waste or the wet vent the wet track where water literally drains out of your sink uh, is also the supplier of the makeup air so we we resist those the only time we really use them is when we're in an island Uh, plumbers you know and even those they they're a little bit fraught 
with issues. So if you get a dishwasher that has a really heavy exhaust pump or pump for uh, pumping the water out and it goes into a loop vent, sometimes you can have a gurgling kitchen sink because there's so much velocity going with that uh, loop vent. How's so that? That? Take, that would take up quite a bit of room underneath the kitchen sink, wouldn't it? You bet. And it has to, again, we build, when we have an island and a, and a kitchen sink in it, uh, we build the island designing around the place where that pipe has to go. And typically the depth, you know, we'll build a wall into it to where the loop vent goes into the wall, cabinets sit up to it. Or we build the island with 24-inch uh, cabinets and then maybe, you know, custom make the cabinets to 30-inch depth with space behind those drawers and space and, and pullouts and such. It's a big deal. It, to get it right and to get it wrong, uh, you get it flagged when your house sells. You know, the home inspector comes in, takes a look and says, well, this is illegal. Rip it out. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> we're closing in two weeks. We don't have time to rip it out. So that's okay. the do it right the first time part. Okay. That, that answers my question. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay, thanks. Take care, Dave. Uh, loop vents, um, and, and you and I have talked about this so many times. You're the smartest X listeners in the world. You're the smartest radio listeners in the world. But as the water goes down, and this happens in toilets where we have back-to-back bathrooms, you have toilet on one side of the wall, toilet on the other side, and uh, tw- 30 years ago when we installed the waste and drain pipe, you know, the, the water drain pipe, the part that goes down from the toilets, there was a certain way you tie in those Y's uh, into the pipe. And we used to use what's called a double Y. So the water came in on this side and immediately opposite that four inch pipe was another one just like it. Well, if you, now fast forward 30 years, we've got jet engine toilets that are going, you know, and their pressure assist high velocity evacuating toilets um, because we went from three and a half gallon flush to 1.6 gallon and now 0.9 in some situations or 1.1. Anyway, the, the issue is that you literally can suck the water out of the other toilet in the other bathroom opposite. So now we plumb those differently uh, because now we're, you know, technology moved ahead and the plumbers being highly accountable to the laws of physics, you know, especially, you know, that that must go down part. You know, Sir Isaac Newton has this, uh, you know, law of gravity that tends to really mess with the plumbers a lot. Uh, So anyway, my point is that as technology advances, changes and improves, so the infrastructure must go along with it because you can't, you know, it's like the um, the Herbie, for those of you that are business uh, people and, and you know, it's the weakest link, the slowest part, the, uh, the uh, infrastructure, if it's not up to snuff, you just can't quite get those new toilets to work just the right way and have homeowners be comfortable um golly let's see what's happening you know what um my name is scott mosby we have phone lines open for you boss goes back here taking a short breather now 314-436-7900 and toll free 800-925-1120 i'm going to try and uh follow a little discipline i know that's hard for you to all to re you know realize but i, I i'm going to follow the rules today we're going to take our break on time home improvement scott mosby KMOX. i am so very pleased to be with you 
you this Saturday. Thank you for joining me, and I am at your service here on CAMOX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement. Scott Mosby at your service. We are on for two hours today up till 1 o'clock. And then uh, all sorts of fun things at 1 o'clock, I think, is Retire Ready, Retire Ready coming up next. Phone lines wide open for you. You, No, you. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Don't look at your wife. It's you I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not your spouse. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's see what's happening with my buddy, Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you? Hi, Scott. Um, I'm yeah. interested in finding out your opinions on how to add insulation to uh, a ranch house. Mm-hmm. The ranch house is about uh, was built in 1984. Um, we noticed it needed additional um, insulation when we had a skylight put in. Mm-hmm. Um it also has a ridge vent and a full house fan. Wow. In addition, when we had it recited a couple of years ago, we um, added um, ventilation on the soffits. Okay, so, but great. it doesn't have any baffles um, to keep the insulation out of there. So, should I have insulation removed? What What's your opinion on what I should do? Uh, how handy are you, Steve? Um, I'm handy, but probably less handy than I used to be. <laughs> Boy, man, that describes me. Uh, I know yeah. all about it. Hey, here's the thing. Um, number one, you've done everything right. Uh, I love the ventilation. Baffles, fear not. That's normally added when the blown insulation goes into the attic. Uh, the one thing that separates the big boys from the little boys in insulation is air sealing air sealing um and if you think about the dutch boy sticking his finger in the dike if he didn't stick his finger in the dike you know it would fail even though he has to move and move move the point is that every ceiling light you have in your house um probably every floor or or wall outlet electrical plug you have has a wire going up penetrating and drilled through the top plate inside and behind your drywall um and that air all leaks up into the attic now when you have uh, for example if you had attic ventilation you put your ridge vent in but you didn't quite get your soffit vents in so now you have exhaust going out the top and no intake with without your soffits that literally sucks the air out from inside your house so you're paying to heat or cool your air and then that whiz bang attic ventilation which is now half right uh, if you pull air out of the attic mother nature will replace that air so it's one of the laws of uh, physics you know out out with the bad air in comes something else Uh, so the point is then you added the soffit vent so that's a great thing but you still have probably 20 to 50 holes in your ceiling, uh, some around lights and some inside the walls. Uh, Very low-tech, very um, uh, low-skill, but it's a caulking gun to go uh, crawl around in your attic. Lovely place to go spend a a warm afternoon. You have to pick the time of day so it's not too hot even this time of year or not too cold. But uh, insulators will do this. They'll go up there with a caulking gun and spray foam, and they seal off those... 
penetrations from the ceiling or what we call the lid. Uh, it's actually the floor of the attic. And then you can add as much insulation as you want. I suspect in 1985 it's probably fiberglass. Is that about right? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think so. It's blowing in. It's not... It's not uh... Yeah, and it's drywall in the 80s. That's a drywall house and not likely a a plaster house. So that's what I consider to be a a fairly modern or new house. Uh, But you're actually following all the right uh, paths. Just make sure that the next thing you do is seal those attic air penetrations from you know, uh, from the attic to the rest of the house, and then your soffit vents work swimmingly. They supply the air up to your uh, ridge vent. That all works fine. And what happens is you're removing with that nice attic ventilation all the humidity that's so famous in the Midwest and St. Louis. So that's really why we ventilate our attics. Is in the old, you know, uh, old days where I used to drive around town, I'd see trash bags up on top over the Whirly Bird yeah. ventilators on the roof of the house you know because you know any any good old german knows you don't want that air that heat to escape out of your attic well what they did was they were trapping the moisture so yes they were holding the heat but they were holding the moisture the moisture is in it's the actually the the air is the insulator between those fibers so they were cutting down the efficiency of anyway it wasn't the right thing to do so all you really need to do uh, is find an insulator that will do this air leak um, sealing for you. So would the normal procedure be to re- – see, I'm not sure it's fiberglass insulation. Um, yeah. Well, in, so, in talking to contractors, you'll find out what it is. They'll go up and they'll take a look around. And the good ones will, you know, they'll look at your soffit vent. They'll look at your ridge vent. They'll look at all of that stuff. And, and – right. It's, so would a normal procedure be to to remove the existing insulation before doing any of this? Not really. If you've got uh, cellulose, which is kind of a wood fiber, or fiberglass, you just have to protect yourself, you know, with a, a good face mask at least to protect and keep from inhaling those fibers. But you just go up there and crawl around in your attic, uh, and you have to know where to step and where not to step, or you'll wind up, you know, through the ceiling down in the kitchen during this. But you go up in the attic, and you literally look for wires, and you look for where the walls yeah. and the ceilings are, and, the, and you just seal all that up. Some insulators, like Goalie Insulation, G-O-L-E-Y, is one of the companies that will do that for you. Uh, Some will do an air pressure or depressurization, a blower door test to find out where it all leaks. So if you can get a blower door test on your house, you'll know all the answers. And usually it's somewhere from $1 to $600. The more you pay, the more you get. And that will answer more questions than I can even bring up here on CAMWAX. All right. Thanks for your insight, Scott. You bet. And and it's pretty much... separating the outside from the inside you know what's called wherever that thermal boundary or barrier is but it's going to come right down to uh don't let the air move from one place to the other and then you can just dump as much insulation in as you want yep sounds good thank you okay thanks appreciate it steve 
Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Camo X. Uh, years ago, um, and this goes back probably 20 years, I think we were uh, at Mosby Building Arts, we were one of the first certified um, energy auditors uh, with blower doors because we understood the physics, we understood the science behind it, uh, and then they started uh, doing this thing where, you know, your utility company will come out and do a walkthrough. Well, the walkthroughs are pretty effective, uh, but it's not a blower door. If you really want the answers, uh, and they're always going to be bad answers, uh, because if you what happens with a blower door test is they close all the doors, they close all the windows, um, they turn off all the pilot lights. It, so if you have gas logs, you have a, an electric or gas furnace, or you have a gas water heater, all that goes out. And then they basically put a great big fan in one of the exterior doors, like an enormous vacuum cleaner, and they suck a vacuum on your house on the inside so badly that they make it leak. And then they run around with a little puffer, kind of like a smoke generator type thing or a little dusty thing. And man, you can just hold your hand up by the windows and doors because everything that can leak will. Uh, that whole house fan will be a mess for Steve because it's a hole in the ceiling. Uh, now the whole house fans actually have motorized, insulated, like walk-in cooler uh, doors that close seal and have a gasketed seal for this air infiltration thing on and on and on uh, so that there are still uh, whole house fans they're smaller they go between the trusses or the ceiling joists and they have multiple fans but they have motorized doors that close just like an exterior door to your house and they're insulated because it's all about air infiltration so if you're going to have a really whiz bang whole house fan which they're cool they're they work by golly you better be able to seal those puppies up during the winter and the summer because we have the worst of both worlds in the midwest and you know and it's humid as well phone lines here on camwex 314-436-7900-436-7900 or toll free 800-925-1120 scott mosby home improvement happy to be here on this saturday i am here for you on camwex now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, middle of the United States, talking to all my friends in a six-state area. This is the voice of the Midwest right here. And we've got uh, football coming up today here on KMOX 3.30 today, the Buffs versus uh, Houston. Uh, So it's getting to be that time, working up to Super Bowl Sunday. We are the U.S., this is what we do, and yet, oh, no, what? Yeah, oh, I forget. Yeah, then there's St. Louis. We do hockey. Yeah, <laughs> go Blues. All right, let's see what's cooking here with my friend Jim. Hey, Jim, Scott Mosby here. Good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, sir? Good morning, Scott. Yes, I was just wondering if the uh, code would require a handrail on both sides of my stairwell going down to the basement. Oh, long answer, short answer. Um, on basement stairs, used to it depends um, because there's closing in the stairs. If you can fall through the stairs, you know, so if it's open and there's nothing there, not a wall, then you need a handrail on both sides because it's a peril or a hazard to fall, you know, falling and injuring yourself. So keeping people on the steps when they're going up and down, that's one thing. So if you have walls going all the way down, you need a handrail on at least one 
inside and then some of the new building codes are requiring handrails and they're contiguous all the way down uh, on both sides so it depends on which version of the building code your city or municipality adheres to so that's a long answer to a short question uh, the bottom line is the biggest change that happened in handrails oh, about 10 years ago is you couldn't have one section of stairwell and then have it end and then offset out like at the end of a half wall or so and then a new section you had to be able to slide slide your hand all the way down the handrail without ever letting go. So that's the biggest issue. Um, and then when you get to the accessibility years, um, personally, when I'm going down the steps, I'm right-handed, so I want that handrail on my right side. And when I'm coming back up, I'm right-handed, and I want that right that's handrail on my right side to pull me up. So ideally, the optimal both sides requirement depends on which version of the building code your municipality uh, has. Very good. Thank you very much, Scott. I hope I've helped with that, but uh, I would urge you that if you have the clear passageway enough width on those stairs, put them on both sides because it's you that it helps out best or somebody you love that uh, graphs or looks for that handrail and think about this um, everything doesn't work all the time so halfway down the steps you're buzzing down the steps to go do whatever in the basement and the power goes out the lights go out and you're still moving five six miles an hour now what <laughs> Hello, five, six miles an hour well okay <laughs> i well, don't you know, know that quick but uh... <laughs> well if you uh if you miss a step you'll be about 16 miles an hour head first so i'm advocating <laughs> You know, uh, any anything that uh, that can help me survive uh, the things that normally happen, like power outages. You know. Sure. Very good. Very okay, very, very realistic. Okay, sir. Take care. Thank Next you. Up, uh-huh. You bet. Hey, let's talk to my friend Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Cam Wex. How can I help? Hello, Nancy. Are you uh, there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. I have a question. Um, I would like a recommended fix. I have a garage door, and when it's closed, sometimes you can see light coming out from on the outside, mm-hmm. on the bottom, where the flange does not seal to the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's a rubber hollow flange. Yeah. And I'd like to know how I could fix that uh, to make it tight, because it is a heated garage. Oh, well, here you go. Um The older I get, the more worn out my knees and elbows and shoulders are. So sometimes parts need to be replaced. A garage door, like the kitchen sink, does a lot of work. So my point is is that bottom gasket will wear out, and it can be replaced pretty easily. Uh, You can call Overhead Door, one of the door companies, whoever installed it. There might be a sticker there. Um, But if you're old. What's that? It's only one year old. Oh, my gosh. Call the person that installed it then. Uh, that uh, They'd be happy to come out and make sure it works. Because sometimes, um, you know, this time of year, uh, you know, the door misses on its alignment. And new stuff sometimes settles in, like buying a new pair of shoes. You know, you, you break them in. Well, that door sometimes breaks in, too. So if you've got a one-year-old door, I would call the installer. I think they'd be happy to come out and adjust it for you. Uh, and that's why some companies do uh, service programs to where they check the spring they lubricate the door so you may do better you know buying a once over but after one year i think 
they'd come out uh, no charge to take care of your door and, and your seal. Okay. Um, if they don't, is there a product I could squirt in there to, like, a flexible grate seal or something like that? Not really, because anything you put on the floor will block the drainage of water from your ice and snow, you know, melting off your car. It properly does affix and adhere to the underside of your garage door. And those gaskets are available bigger. So they are not one size fits all. Sometimes the concrete floor may be so sloped and crooked and broke and settled that the door guys put an oversized gasket on the bottom of the door to press down and close that. And it, what you're asking for is not an unreasonable request. Uh, you know, so okay. I, I don't think it's a big deal, really. And, uh, you know, I mean, we <laughs> at Mosby, we love to go say hello again because generally we know that, you know, with the humidity, the shrink, shrinkage, the movement, cabinets uh, shrink and dry out. You know, when people call and say we need a little help, it's pretty much accurate. They need a little help and it's time for a little adjustment on something. All right. Well, thank you so much for your information. You bet. Good luck. If Yeah, if you want a, a recommendation, uh, really, uh, we have a bunch of overhead door. You're welcome to call Mosby Building Arts, and we'll give you the name of people that take care of us. So, all right, Nancy, thanks for the call. Um, we have, uh, let's see what's next. We've got, um, how about Catherine? Yeah, hey, Catherine, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you this wonderful Saturday? Hello. Yes, how can I help? Yes, I am interested in understanding what a French drain is i live my house is at the bottom of a hill and everybody's property drain drains onto mine in addition to of course from the sky the water comes and i i would like to know where to begin in finding out about a french drain Okay, Catherine, great, great question. And man, do you understand why and how this all works? From your level of knowledge and logic, we're going to get there. The one thing that any drain or water management system needs is a lower place to drain away to. So if you're at the bottom of a bowl, the bottom of a hill, bottom of a subdivision, whatever it is, if there's not a something lower for it to go to, uh, a French drain will work but it doesn't have any place to get rid of the water that it properly collects. Um, okay, I do have in, yes, there is, there is a lower place than my house. Oh, so perfect. in the back of my house, it, uh, everything goes down immensely. I have a yeah. huge drop-off. Sweet. So there is a place for it to go. I guess I would just like it to not go through my yard in getting to that lowest place. I would like to channel it to go through woods mm -hmm. between the houses okay. to get down to the lowest part. Okay, well, hang on here. This is a longer. If you need any more help, you're welcome to call our company at Mosby, and we'll go through that with you. But I'm going to try and give you what I can in a minute and a half. Um, imagine digging ditches and just leaving them open 
between your house so when the water comes down the hill it hits that little ditch and it just drains to the back like you want it to work so yes. that's the concept of a french drain all the okay. french drain is is fill it up with clean gravel and then put some soil or something over the top of it so it's not an open hazard to walking so a french drains nothing more than a filled up high-tech ditch that handles the water and then keep in mind there are berms you can put humps or berms uh, bulges above the ground that keep the water from flowing to your yard and then trench on the other side so that's a swale s-w-a-l-e where it's kind of a surface slight dent in the ground where only when the water runs will you see where that is so there are a lot of tricks to the trade of how and where to put it uh, but if you're at the bottom of the hill you're going to need you know uh, nine out of ten of the tricks that <laughs> need to get the water away all right. So if I if I call, then you have access to the proper people that would be able to come to my house and explain that to me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And that's uh, yeah, absolutely. We do water because a lot of people mess it up. So you bet. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, phone number at Mosby, 314-909-1800. Hey, stay tuned. More coming up here on KMOX Hour 2, next on University of KMOX.